Good morning and uh, welcome to today's off-season here right across regional Queensland on the Resonate Broadcast Network. What's in the chair here with you for the next hour? Scott Parkinson joins me in the studio. Mate, how's your week been? Different, but been good. Um, can't complain. I get to spend Sunday morning with you, bloke. So how bad can the world be? Nick Backstrom, um, we are practising uh, social isolation here and wow, Hasn't it been a, a week? It's been a funny old week, and uh, yeah, I tend to. I turned out I'm an essential person. Who knew? That took me by surprise. <laughs> uh, obviously, sports uh, come to more or less a grinding halt, except racing. Uh, leads us into our first guest, Nick uh, Leon Roberts, uh, vice president of Emerald Jockey Club, and also the Capricornia delegate uh, for the Country Racing Board. Yeah, obviously, uh, there's a lots going on all over in any uh, so many areas. So it's great to get some absolute clarification from someone in the know about the future, the immediate future of horse racing. Jamie Soward, uh, St George Dragons legend, joins us for a, a bit of a chat and talk about his new podcast, Sweet and Soured. Yeah, Sweet and Soured. I mean, he's in a similar position to us, and like I said, he's just a bit more successful than what what the three of us are. <laughs> but in terms of putting a podcast on a sporting podcast with no sport, and I mean, they've got this chocolate debate, and I'm going to throw it out there quickly to you guys. Your ultimate chocolate. Now, don't you dare say what you Ooh. said later in the show. <laughs> um, your favourite chocolate, Nick, what would win the final for you? Oh, gee, that's a toughie. Um, that's pretty, you'll have to come back to me. <laughs> no, no, we're putting you on the spot. No, go. Oh my Three, God. two, favorite. one, and... <laughs> oh, look, you are really, look, can I just say, I'm going to get sentimental here because I'll never taste it again, but my mother's chocolate fudge will never be bettered. I, I, I love Turkish delight, but right on the spot, Scott, <laughs> violet crumble or crunchy? I don't like either. I don't like the feeling of honeycomb in my teeth, but I'm going to go violet crumble. Oh, you yeah. sick animal. There is no <laughs> there is no contest. It's violet crumble all the way. What are you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Seriously. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time in the show. <laughs> Nick, uh, later on in the show, we talk to Dave. Power to Bane. Um, give us a few tips looking forward to isolation, how we keep moving, things positive and uh, eating healthy. I think Dave Power to Bane is one of the great discoveries we've made together here as a show because uh, he's he's so positive and inspiring. He's not mindlessly positive. Like he's not one of those people who go, hey, you're the greatest ever. No, he just really genuinely yeah. wants you to be the best you can be and it's great. Sit back, gather around for the next hour. This is the off-season heard right across regional Queensland. Back with today's off-season for this Easter Sunday and happy Easter to all of our faithful listeners who gather around every Sunday for the off-season. And uh, Scott, across social media, it's just a blackout, isn't it? There's uh, top movies, top players, top this, top that. But here, we thought we'd go to some learned knowledge. Mm. And we're going to go top NBL and top NBA teams. And we've got the one and only Andre Moore on the other end of the line. How are you, mate? Oh, pretty good, man. How you doing? Very well. Scott? Yeah, Andre, good to hear you. Firstly, all, how's um, how's the isolation going, mate? Are you, you coping all right? Yeah, yeah, we're all going really well. We're doing doing the right thing. I hope everybody else is doing the right thing, washing it, keeping their hands washed, and um, staying, you know, keeping that social distance. Distancing to the um, very you know minimum or maximum we're supposed to you know 30, 15 feet you know when you go out. Yeah, it's a weird time now, mate. One thing that's come out of this is everyone's looking for content, and so what everyone's starting to do is name their all-time teams and and get a bit of retrospect. Now I was going to do mine, but I've got no credibility. You are our basketball expert, so we want to start with. Let's start with our local 
NBL competition. Can you name us your top five NBL players of all time? I'll start off with, um, this is during my little 30-year period yep. here in, in Australia. So I, I know there, I, I realized there was, you know, players that were here before before I came over in the early 90s. I'm going to start off with um, Leroy Loggins. That obviously is my number one player Great. of all time, just because he played well on both ends of the court. One and only Andrew Gaze, yep. you know, uh, greatest Australian national national basketball league player, which is a no brainer. Who have you got in at three, mate? Number three, oh, drum roll, please. Rob Rose, Rob Rose, Rob Rose. Yep, another import. He was a heck of a player, man. He was he was part of that group of players that were brought over here in the early nineties to help try to combat Leroy Loggins' dominance. So four and five, Andre, round out your your top five. Who's number four and who's five? Okay, I'm gonna have to go with another old teammate of mine, um, Derek Rucker. Great player. You know, I, I, I you know I came in came into the NBL with him in 1990, and he you know he took the took the lead by storm. He uh, averaged like 37 points, I think, a game. Round my uh, my top five off with the great uh, Ricky Amazing Grace. Yeah, great player. Man, great player. He um, he denied me a. NBL championship in 1990 just off his um, playmaking and scoring prowess and just a great playmaker and went on to win about four or five championships with Perth. Talking about Rich and talking about basketball, the two words that combine that mean the NBA. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, mate, uh, give us your top five. (laughs) Give us your top five, in your opinion, uh, NBA players. NBA, in no particular order. In no particular order. Okay, we got we got to start off with the great Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh yes, Skyhook. Yes, he's, my, he's, he's I consider him to be the greatest of all time. You know, I know I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but he uh, he's been dominating the game of basketball since, since he came out of his mom's womb. You know, <laughs> 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 the guy was a legend in high school, grammar school, kindergarten. He won at every level. He was the most celebrated high school player. You know, LeBron might be. Might be close, but he was—he was, he was yeah, coming out of high school. He was heavily celebrated and, and, and lauded, and, and won you know won every, almost every high school game. Then he went on to UCLA, and I think only lost two games in, on a four-year career. You know, um, then went on to the NBA. We know what he did in the NBA. You know, Milwaukee with uh, LA won six. You know, you put if you put his his uh, accolades next to Jordan, you know, they're they're uh, they're pretty much similar. Mm. You know, six championships, six NBAs, um, MVPs, sorry, MVPs. So Kareem's number one. All right. Then hey. I got to go with MJ, of course. Yes. Then I got, uh, so I got, uh, oh, LeBron. LeBron's up there. Yep. Number three. I got to go with, I got to go with Will Chamberlain. Yep. And then I'm rounding off with uh, the great Magic Johnson. Yeah. That's my five right there. It's a solid list, mate. I've, um, I've got MJ one. I've got LeBron two. I think LeBron is. I think he'll go down as. I think if he wins another championship, he'll probably overtake Michael Jordan. In a lot of people's opinion. Yeah, I, I believe uh, so. The the late Kobe Bryant in number three. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Kobe. Tim Duncan in number four, and I've gone Scotty Pippen number five, and I think Scotty Pippen. I think he because he played with Jordan. I think he'll go down as one of the most underrated basketball players in history because he's just so tied with Jordan and I think his spotlight has just been taken away. But what about someone yeah, like Rodman? He was as well too. Yeah. What about well, someone like Rodman? He was an animal in the park. Rodman played in Hawaii together right before the eighty seven draft. We both were drafted in the same draft, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. He uh came alone to Hawaii. We were forced to go out to Hawaii and play in what they call Aloha Classic, which which was in which was in, was basically a, 
a audition in front of all the NBA coaches and uh, general managers, and all that. And we they divided the teams up into uh, teams of eight. It was thirty-two players. Guys like uh, Reggie Miller were out there. KJ, Kevin Johnson, um, Reggie Lewis, Reggie Miller. And then my team, the Midwest team, consisted of myself and uh, the great Scotty Pippen. So we we uh, we were teammates. And we actually befriended each other as well too. You know, he was a, he was a very uh, a couple of rural sort of Arkansas. So a lot of a lot of my guys on my team were from the big city, and he looked at him as sort of like looking at uh, Jay Clampett from the uh, from the, the hillbillies or something. The hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was cool with him, though. Like, I, I would be friends with him, you know. On, this type of guy, yeah. We became really good mates. Andre Moore, thanks very much for your time this morning and contribution uh, to the off season. Uh, how are you spending your Easter Sunday, mate? I'm just going to be chilling out. You know, just just taking a chill pill and kicking back from. Like, my kids, you know, maybe eat a couple of Easter eggs and <laughs> watch TV and watch Netflix and all that, you know, like everybody else. Good on you, mate. This is the off-season heard right across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Back with the off-season for this Easter Sunday, and you can catch us right across the Resonate Broadcast Network on 4SB, 4VL, 4ZR, 4HI and Emerald, 4LM, 4GC, 4LG, Longreach and the Hot Country Network. Scott, for blokes like you and I, you and myself, and then Nick, of course, as well in the studio here, mate, we're, we're finding it easy to keep fit, aren't we? We're, we're, uh, we're downloading apps, we're working out in the garage. Mate, it's, it's, it's easy, but I reckon the blokes will be finding it tougher so these NRL fellas. Mate, I felt like Dale Kerrigan today. I dug three holes. They're currently <laughs> filling with water, and I've got no plans to put in them just to keep fit and keep my rig looking like yours, Watsy. Uh, but all jokes aside, uh, Dan Russell joins us. Uh, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good for all. Thanks for having me. No, always a pleasure. Uh, friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. He is, definitely, yeah. Mate, how are you, how are you doing it? How are you keeping, uh, keeping in um, tune for, for when the season finally kicks off? Yeah, it's, it's, I suppose it's tough to begin with. You know, it makes it a bit easier when you've got a coach there behind you, buddy. And, you know, a lot of trainers there getting in you about running and getting times. But you get to a bit of a routine now, which is good, mate. You've got to find, you know, that time early in the morning, I suppose, to get it, get it done. But, yeah, no, they've, they've given us a few programs and, you know, they've handed out the weights and that from the gym. So they've looked after us, which made it a lot easier, mate. But, yeah, once you get in the rhythm, it makes it a bit easier. So, um, but hopefully that season... Which I suppose they've announced comes back as soon as they expect it to be good. So. Do they check in, Dan? Like, do you get like a weekly check in with the team or with the coaches or anything like that? I know. Imagine if I had a coach, um, they'd have no trust yeah. in me. I'd have to send a daily photo almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they do check up on you and see how you're going, and if you need a help with anything or if you need any more weight. So you just got to be honest, mate. But I suppose you know it doesn't take long for you to you know, lose your fitness, so mm. if this season's going to come back, I suppose boys better be doing a bit of training because they'll, <laughs> they'll find out bloody pretty quick if you've been training or not, mate. So, um, but yeah, you just got to keep the legs ticking over. It's hard to, you know, obviously bring on the motivation, do on your own and that, but you just, you know, you got to get it done if you want to, you know, I suppose it's a good time, you know, to try and get in front of someone else with fitness if you keep it up, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives you a bit of motivation. So. Mate, one of the things you've got to keep an edge up on is you know, the physical contest, you know, the actual hitting other people, you know, tackling other people, being hit, tackled by other people. Yeah. Is there any way you can keep that up or do you have to <laughs> find a cow and tackle it while it's not looking at <laughs> <or? laughs> yeah, all? this bloody isolation. Mate. I don't know what they're going to expect when we get back. I've got a couple of dogs here, mate. I'll try and tackle them. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's hard, mate. We don't even actually, you know, they worry about you. And that they don't really mention you know, your contact, obviously. Mm. So it's 
we'll like to have it, you know, I think they're deciding to have a couple of weeks, I suppose, pre-season they're going to call before the season to get you, I suppose, your body prepared again. But, yeah, it's, that's a hard one, mate. They're not too worried about that for now, so hopefully they can mm. sort that out when we get back. There's a rumour going around it might be run like a Masters competition when it comes back when you wear a red bib if you're unfit. <laughs> <laughs> What about what? What about your diet, Dan? I mean, I'm struggling at home, walking around the house. I feel bored for five seconds, so I take the comfort of the fridge. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you find it hard not to snack and, and to keep your diet oh, in order? Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, like anyone, you get bored, mate. You go straight to the fridge. So, um, it is hard, but you just got to get in that. You know, the first week was probably the toughest, but once you get in that routine and you you stick to it, don't get easier, believe it or not. So. But yeah, that first week wasn't wasn't too good. But I suppose it um it kind of helped me to you know get away from that and to get get back into training. So it was good. Now, mate, uh, you started the season off with a bang, obviously with the Perth Nines. Tell us a bit about that experience. Yeah, mate, we um oh, we couldn't believe it. Um, the way we we're training, you wouldn't think we'd be close to winning, mate. We'd have come <laughs> around and um and yeah, we I suppose we just had a sense yeah, why did I reckon we just defended for each other and. It was just an experience you'll never forget. We just, yeah, kept, I suppose every game we kept going, well, we'll try and win this game, and we kept saying, and we made it to the final, and we bloody won that. So, um, yeah, it's a great way to start the year, mate, and hopefully, you know, when the season comes back, we can, you know, the boys can, yeah, we can hopefully get some more wins together and make it a good year. You and young uh, Belly Michael Bell, uh, the Murrumbah Mauler, were probably two of the younger ones in the squad. Um, what did you take from the experience? Oh, mate, I suppose with all that kind of stuff, the players you play, you can take... You know, take it away that you, you can play up to that level. I suppose yep. just the confidence, taking confidence out of it because you're playing, you know, people that are playing NRL. You know, each week, and you know you, you can play that kind of level, which I think you take a lot out. It's just confidence, mate. Knowing you can be there, and if you get that opportunity, you know you, you can do it. So, um, they're just a, yeah, a big confidence, I suppose, for all of us for the year. So. Dan, I'd imagine when you go to the Nines, you'd obviously room with a with another player. And I've just got the, the question I want to ask is, you know, some players often roommate with each other. And I just wondered, is there someone from the Cowboys you're glad you're not in self-isolation with <laughs> that would just do your head in? <laughs> oh, mate. That'd be a fancy player. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had um, you know, little hammers, though, that the, um, the, the winger that, you know, they all fussed about was scoring those tries, like Addo Carl had. Oh, him. yes. It was pretty quiet, which is good, but yeah, there'd be a couple of blokes there, mate, on, um, that are, you know, still drink one, I reckon, would bloody, um, you wouldn't get much sleep with him, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard he's a bit of a pest. I was listening to the Matty Johns oh. podcast, and um, yeah, they, they said he's a great bloke out, though. One of the, one of the great blokes to go out with, Scotty Drinkwater. No, he's really, I've actually got, yeah, he's one of the best blokes I've ever met, but he's just, He's just 100 miles an hour, mate. He's, yeah, he's just unbelievable. Now, he's, yeah, he's a real good fella. Now, Dan, one opportunity we haven't got, and I don't know if we'll get the opportunity, is to get to the new stadium um, in Townsville. Um, what's it like, mate? Is it is it as impressive as it looks on TV? Yeah, it's fantastic. A bit like that um, Bank West Stadium. All, like, I just can't believe all the new designs now that you can watch, you know, watch the boys warm up. and It's just unbelievable the way that, yeah, mate, it's it's hard to, hard to explain. You've got to come and see it, mate. That's just, it's just, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's like a great stadium, and hopefully, you know, and, um, yeah, yeah, we'll bloody. Just, we'll just bang on the door and say, Dan said we could come in. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that, mate. We'll do that. It'll soon be known as the the house that Dan built uh, with the way you're going, mate. Hey, Dan, Ru- Dan Russell, thanks very much for your time this morning and contribution to the off season, and enjoy uh, sunny Emerald for Easter. 
Yeah, appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. That's uh, Dan Russell. This is the off-season heard right across regional Queensland. Right across the Resonate Broadcast Network on 4VL, 4SB, 4ZR, 4HI, 4LM, 4GC, 4LG and Hot Country. Happy Easter to everybody this Easter Sunday, uh, Scott. And what better to talk about on an Easter Sunday than chocolate? Well, mate, looking at your body, I don't know. Isolation's doing wonders for you because the rigors of immaculate shape. I've actually heard people ask me about what's what's he doing. Well, I can't I can't reveal that. <laughs> stressing is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Stroking or stressing? Yeah, <laughs> whatever works for you, mate. But yeah, chocolate. Um, and we can look forward to many a chocolates coming up. And we're talking to someone now. We can't say friend of the show anymore. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Jamie Soward. How are you, champ? Hey, boys. Happy Easter. Yeah, you too, mate. Now, what everyone wants to know, we'll talk about NRL in a minute, but that's really second news. To the grand final, I did listen to the latest podcast, Mars and Snickers. Yeah, boys, it's uh, it's been great. Uh, Budget Petrol, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, and I think the uh, no, when we run it again next time, we might do it a little bit shorter because the interest has started to wane off once <laughs> people's favourite chocolate has gone. So You lost uh, me in round because, one. <laughs> yeah. Turkish delight wasn't even on the board. A lot of people, a lot of people wish they lost you a long time ago. <laughs> here, so. um, yeah, it's it Mars Bar and Snickers went straight through the semi-finals, boys. Much to a lot of uh, people out there blowing up about this should have been there and that should have been there, but rightly so, they will face off in the grand final. And uh, it's been a bit tough. Uh, isolation's been a bit tough for the Sweet and Sour podcast. I think the boys are all missing each other, and this uh, this chocolate. Uh, war is, is starting to uh, heat up a little bit behind the scenes as well. Is there any uh, option of doing you know, Mars and Snickers versus the field? Because obviously they're pretty strong competitors. Like if you put those two up against everyone else, because like you said, there's a lot of people that have their individual favourites. I still can't get over what's his Turkish delight, but you know, Twix, and I know that um, yeah, Twix got very little votes, which I was quite surprised on. But yeah, Mars and Snickers just, I think maybe against the field, they might the field might have a chance. Oh, you want to run my podcast as well? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did hear Jared Daffy uh, early on in the program um, throwing out a market. What was the market for the final? Um, yeah, well, the mar- I think the, the Mars Bar will, will be uh, heavily favoured. Um, we've got our, our personal sponsors up there, up north from Top Sport. But, yeah, they'll, um, they'll, they'll throw up a market just for a little bit of fun. But it's been good just getting people's opinions and get it. Everyone's pumping out lots of content at the moment with podcasts and everything like this. And... I think it's kind of brought everyone a little bit uh, closer together in, in a funny way. So uh, we're actually we're thinking about what we can do next, maybe go away from the chocolate. Now, mate, we're going straight across to the NRL now, and I'm going to get you to put your CEO hat on. Where to from here? You know, there's so many different innovative ideas, different ideas about pay cuts and this and that and the other. Where would you be steering the game in this point in time? So I think it's important we get the game back. Uh, there's no, no questioning that. Um, how you... You know how that looks in a month's time is going to be whether we're in bubbles or, or the players, or whatever. Because it's not just like the players turn up and play. You've got to have a couple of weeks to get them right. You've got to have the um, draw done. You've got to have the broadcasters get ready and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I just want the game back. Um, the the two conference system. I could see some merit in that because I think that down the line that could probably the NRL could probably head like that uh, in, in a way and. You know, have each other play each other twice, maybe make the season longer, maybe make the game shorter, I don't know. But um, we definitely need the footy back. I just don't want to start the year with Origin. I think that no. Origin is such a, a you know volatile situation in terms of 
you, you go in for six weeks and through the year, you need to have some game time underneath your legs. So I don't want to start the year with Origin. And Jamie, you make a great point, and I couldn't agree more. I think we need to get the game back on. Hey, what's the? We hear a lot from the administrators. We hear a lot of you know on you know commentators like yourself, um, you know about their opinions on the game. Have you heard from any players themselves and whether they're happy to, you know, because ultimately they'll be making a bit of a sacrifice, whether they've got fourteen days of confinement or whether they're in a bubble or, or whatever it looks like. Um, what are the players' views on it? Yes, I've spoken to um, the, the Sweet and Sour Pod. We've been doing little ISO twenty minute pods um, with a couple of the players. We've done Dean Young, a coach, so we've got both sides of it at the moment. Uh, Kyle Flanagan, Chad Townsend. We just recorded today. Everyone wants the game back on. They understand how much. Um, it means for not only the people of Australia to get it back on in, in a certain type of sporting thing to take their mind off uh, COVID-19, but it's important that we get back out there first and, and try and get our um, house in order. You know, we the players want to be paid, the broadcasters want the game on TV. Um, I'm out of a job, so I want the game back. But the players and coaches, they they are ready to go. They want to be given the green light. In hindsight, maybe they could have just kept playing the way they were because. Um, they were pretty diligent the first time, and Peter Volandis has got to be congratulated. He's kept the racing industry one of the most, you know, profitable industries in the in the world uh, for gambling and all that kind of stuff. For all those people off the back of that, he's kept that, you know, quarantined and kept that running all over. Now, speaking of opinions, mate, and Scott posted this to our, our few followers on Facebook the other day, and it's a very Queensland uh, type of question. This one, I'm going to ask your thoughts. The NRL, the 2015 Grand Final, has been declared as the greatest of all time. Broncos went down in Golden Point. Underrated, overrated, or properly rated? Your thoughts, Jamie? Um, I wasn't. I was five when the '89 one was on, and it, you know, it was a great Grand Final. I think what tip, what typifies a great Grand Final? Because to me, last year was a great Grand Final. Yeah. You know, does it have to be close? Can a team dominate and be rewarded for their excellence throughout the year? There's so many things that go into it. Um, I was actually in Bathurst doing a promotion uh, up there at a pub and I went to the toilet because I thought it was over. And I come back out and it's Golden Point and then Ben Hunt's made the mistake and it's all over. So um, I would say, thrilling-wise, the, the greatest grand final. I can't really remember too much from the game because I was pissed. Um, <laughs> but, hey, look, uh, if, we, if you edit it out, uh, obviously we're not live up there, but if you edit it out, yeah, no, sure, it's great, whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the mayor of Longreach. <laughs> uh, no, it was a great grand final, though. I think the, the drama at the end of Thurston and him kicking the field goal, um, it, it would, in, in more recent time, but, you know, like I said at the start when I answered it, if you think back, you know, your team winning is going to be the greatest grand final, and last year for a neutral, last year was a great grand final. Yeah, no, agreed. Hey, mate, um, one of the great characters to come during this isolation period, it can be said, is Joe Exotic. Uh, I know Watsy couldn't get through the first episode. He's a bit highbrow, I think. Um, <laughs> but, mate, this guy, you've seen it. I know you talked about it on your podcast. Um, fascinating stuff. Oh, unbelievable. If you haven't done it, go and watch the Tiger King. Uh, I had no idea what to expect. I watched 15 minutes. And then couldn't put couldn't turn it off. I actually ended up watching all seven back to back. I think I went to bed about three o'clock in the morning. But uh, <laughs> yeah. and not so exotic. Carol Baskin's also a bit of a star out of it. Like I can't absolutely, I just can't stand her. But just the fact that she is now a celebrity. Well, we got in trouble the other night, boys, because obviously we pre-record it, and I'm 
still learned on pressing all the buttons and stuff. And I made a bit of a claim and forgot to put the word allegedly in there. So <laughs> uh, we had to edit. We had to edit that out, and we got a bit carried away. But allegedly, uh, yeah, she's famous out of it. But allegedly, she's famous for all the wrong reasons. So. Well, um, it, it, it's a great docker. It leads me to the question. I want to, I want to just ask this question. A bit of an excuse, Jamie. NRL or athletes in general, and I know we've got the Michael Jordan documentary coming out, so that's going to be fascinating in itself. Um, but if there was an NRL player or, or an, even an athlete that you think they could make a documentary series that could be like Joe Exotics, who would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many options. Um, well, I mean, Wendell Saylor, in, you know, <laughs> straight away, that, that whole roller coaster for him. Yep. I, I think, you know, Joey, he should be funny uh, in terms of story-wise, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But uh, right out there, there's one person that would probably eat it up, and I reckon it would be Adam McDougal. Oh, yeah, the course. old mad dog, the old hitting his legs, you know, talking to him before the game, that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is the sad thing about Australian sport boys, and... Yeah, I'll leave you to talk about it to the, your four listeners up there. But um, <laughs> Jeez, you're generous. <laughs> the, the characters are, are, are bashed out of Australian sport. True, you know? 100%. There's, yeah, I did a podcast earlier today, and we're talking about Anthony Mundine. And you, you take, a, take out what he says, because you don't have to agree with everything that he says. But the, the man, the show itself, has, is the best in Australian sport that we've seen. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't get enough credit for that. So... Um, love him or hate him, you will go and pay for that fight because you either want to see him win or you want to see him get knocked out. And that's what the entertainers do. So, um, yeah, look, Joe Exotic, go and watch it. I, I honestly can't wait for the extra episode. <laughs> oh, me too. Uh, and alleged, allegedly, uh, Carol Baskin is a, a good guy. It's all right, mate. We can edit that part out. <laughs> Jamie, Sound, thanks very, <laughs> Jamie Sound, thanks very much for your time. And we'll catch up again next week. Stay safe, everyone, and I'll uh, see you next week, boys. It's the off-season heard right across regional Queensland. It's approaching 10 bells on this Sunday, the 29th day of March 2020. Don't forget, today is Neighbour Day. Reach out to not only your next-door neighbour, the bloke up the road or even one of your mates. Pick up the phone, make a call, and and check in with as many people as you can today. This has been the off-season heard across the Resonate Broadcast Network on 4SB, 4VL, 4ZR, 4HI, 4LM, 4GC, 4LG, and the Hot Country Network. Big thanks to Leon Roberts, the president, uh, vice president even of the Emerald Jockey Club and Capricornia uh, Country Board delegate, Jamie Soud and Dave Power to Bain. But before we sign off, it's time for Paco's Probe. Well, it's actually a different segment. It's rate of origin. <laughs> well, the, new, the new segment. The new segment, new game. Here's how it works. I right. give you blokes an athlete. You tell me is the athlete overrated, underrated, properly rated, and then I'll reveal the answer. Our first athlete. We've seen it on Facebook. You guys have seen it now. Get on Facebook. Like our page. Keep up to date. And and add some comments. What do you think? Sean Bartley, thank you for what your thoughts are. The athlete is Carmichael Hunt. And now you're barred. Carmichael (laughs) Hunt. Carmichael Hunt. What a massive personality he was, Nick. Oh, look. Fantastic rugby league player, I think. Um, Had an hilarious... Are we uh, talking... Sorry, Nick, to cut you off. Are we talking athlete athlete? or a particular code? Career. Career. Beautiful career. Okay. Uh, had an hilarious career in uh, AFL, particularly when he broke uh, Richmond's hearts, I think, by kicking the, the... I think maybe the one goal of his career one after goal. the bell to win the game. And um, rugby, overrated by country mile. As a rugby player, uh, he was a star. You know, one of the ones that they built publicity around, but he, he was never quite up to. He's not a bad player by any stretch, but he wasn't as good as he was blown up to be. Overall, I'm going to say uh, rated fairly. Properly rated, okay. What's it? Very good call. Um, 
I echo the thoughts, and I'm no rugby expert, um, but he did, and I don't believe in what Union did when they brought players across, even for Lau, and go back to the early days, they prioritised them, made them marquee players in front of kids that have grafted their trade and, you know, probably put a lot of noses out of joint the way they did. And wasted a lot of money. And wasted a lot of money. Um, AFL, that was just a gimmick. He lasted a season. I don't rate that. Um, Rugby league, yes. As an athlete overall, unbelievable. To to be able to play three codes at the top level... It's taking into account, you know, the, the the changes in game, the changes in body shape, and the the perseverance it would have had to take. I'm going to say he's slightly above how he was rated as an athlete. Slightly above. So is he underrated, properly rated? Under, over- so he's slightly underrated slightly as underrated. an athlete. Okay, well, I can tell you, Nick, you're wrong. Watsy, you've won this round. <laughs> Come on, Hunt is underrated. He changed the way the fullback was played as a league player. Bringing that ball up, charging into the line, that was beautiful to watch. To go to AFL, yes, he didn't play there very long, but I think he was average at best. And to go from NRL, then to Union, don't forget he went over to France, then went to AFL and performed. He was picked in the side every week. He he got a match-winning goal. He made the Wallabies. Say what you want about the Australian Rugby Union set up. He did make the Wallabies. Carmichael Hunt to me, if he doesn't have his off-field little dalliance in what happened, I believe he'd go down as one of the greater athletes in Australian sport. Underrated. I think he, as an athlete, is a budget version of Sonny Bill Williams. But that's the biggest problem. They came at the same time. Yep. Who actually won Rookie of the Year? Carmichael Hunt. Underrated. Point to Watsy, Nick. Better luck next week. <laughs> and what a great, what a great, great segment. This goes in I line with some of the stuff. Segment. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I played a bit of cards last night. I threw the I threw the biggest dummy spit you've mm. ever seen because I wasn't explained by my lovely partner the rules properly. Well, I was that I actually gave the point to you because you did look a bit angry, and I thought I can I can deal with Nick's temper. I can't deal with yours. You've been working out from home. Nick hasn't, so you get the point. Great to catch up. We'll do it all again uh, next week from nine a.m. here on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Watsy Parko and Nick signing out. Have a great week. <laughs>